this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Do you ever wonder why do I pray? I mean, listen, listen, this, this isn't meant to be a trick question. Uh, to phrase it another way, being asked the question, what is the motivation for my prayers? When I begin to think of the various conversations that I have with different people, I, I see that my conversations are, are motivated by different reasons. Uh, for example, when I walk into a store, my motivation is very transactional, that I am looking for something. And so I ask questions, I, I, I ask what I need, and then they give me something, and then I go on my merry way. It's very different when it comes to my relationship with my wife and my kids. My, my conversation is, is not simply transactional, but rather it is relational. That, that I want to hear from them, that, that, that I want to talk with them. And so what about when it comes to our conversations with God? What is the motivation of our prayers? To be honest, when I begin to look at what I'm praying for, it really does speak to motivation. And I wonder if sometimes we fall into the trap of making prayer less about relationship and more transactional. That, that we come to God with needs, we come to God with concerns, we, we, we come to God almost asking and telling God what it is He needs to do. To complicate things even further, there's that line when, when Jesus is teaching His disciples how to pray, He says, listen, your Heavenly Father already knows exactly what you need, even before you ask. And so you can land at a place of thinking, okay, well, if God in Heaven already knows, why do I need to pray? Last week we began a new series on prayer. When Jesus begins to set out for us a, a model as to how to pray. Ultimately reminding us what prayer is all about. And so today, today specifically, I want to look at this piece of how Jesus begins to lay out for us the why we pray, the reason we have these conversations with God in the first place. It might not be what you expect. So let's jump in. We're going to turn to Matthew chapter 6 and begin in verse 8. This is what Jesus says. Pray like this, our Father in heaven. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't yield us to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Today, when it comes to motivation, I, I want to land on, in many ways, that, that third piece of the Lord's Prayer. When, when Jesus says, may your kingdom come, may your will be done, I believe this begins to get at the heart as to why we pray. If you'll notice, we talked about this last week, the first two lines, our Father in heaven, may your name be holy, it, it, it reminds us of how we want our focus to be upon God. And so hopefully this past week you had an opportunity to, to, to have conversations with God, to, to make your focus upon Him and not immediately rush into what your needs may be. 
hopefully that, that, that helpful suggestion of, of, of praying out loud was of benefit to you. I would love to hear what it was. And then the last couple of verses are the verses that we often kind of want to run to, right? That, that comes to our prayer request time of, you know, God, give us our daily needs. You know, forgive us of our sins. Help us not to fall into the ditches of temptation. But it's the middle verse that I believe is ultimately the pivot verse. That, that Jesus is, is leading us towards to help us understand the reason why we pray. The, the motivation for our conversations to, to switch the focus off of ourselves and back to God. Have you ever considered when we pray, may your kingdom come, may your will be done? It's a prayer of surrender. That ultimately we are giving up control. I believe this is where Jesus is leading us towards. That when we think of why we pray, ultimately, it's not to convince God as to what he should do. It's not to remind God as to what it is we need. Because as he had previously said, God already knows even before we ask. What Jesus is telling us is the why we pray is to focus again on God. To give up control. And to seek not simply our will, but seek his will in the midst of all of life. I believe this is such a game changer. That, that when we think about growing in our faith, or, or when we talk about wanting to deepen our relationship with Jesus, I believe it begins right here based on the motivation of our prayers. That, that deepening our faith is, is not simply about how much you pray. It's not simply about how much you read the Bible or, or how much you know, but rather what are you willing to let go? I know far too often in my life, my prayer is motivated by what I need, by what I want God to do and far too less about me surrendering control, seeing prayer as an opportunity to be focused again upon God and upon what He wants in my life. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done. It's saying, God, in the midst of the busyness of life, in the midst of the distractions, in the midst of the requests, in the midst of the things that I am wanting to do, I am coming to you to recalibrate, to, to refocus, to, to realize that ultimately following you is not you meeting my needs, it's rather me following in your direction. Have you ever considered how often so many things go wrong in this world and in our lives because we have failed to make this type of prayer a reality. You look around the world and, and you see the brokenness, you see the hurt, you see the poverty, the injustice, the racism, the, the meaningless violence, the, 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 the sense of, of continuing to look for ways to live our own lives. And you almost wonder, if only, if only, if only people would pray, God, your kingdom come. God, your will be done. 
or to get even less abstract and even more personal, have you ever begun to consider in your life how oftentimes when things go off the rails, when you land in the ditch, it's because you failed to follow the will of God. We think of greed. think of selfishness. We think of the, the broken relationships. We think of the lack of forgiveness. We see time and time again, I think, so often the brokenness in our lives is because we fail to make this prayer actual in our lives. We, we fail to think of, God, what does your kingdom look like? God, what is your will in my life? We live in a culture that, that tells us we, we need to wrestle for control. We need to be in charge. We need to do what works best for me. But Jesus says, not in God's kingdom. Give up control. Seek the will of God in the midst of your life. I often think that so often in our lives, things go off the rails because we take even the good things that God has given to us and we step beyond what his will was for us in the midst of it. We, we take the good things and we abuse them. One, one perfect example, and we're going to talk more about this in, in the coming weeks when we get to the line about, you know, lead us not into temptation. That oftentimes temptation is not in being tempted to do the bad things, but rather to take the good things and step beyond God's will for them. One real quick example is the goodness that God has given to us in, in sex. That, that we have taken the good and, and taken it outside the bounds of marriage, and it's led to addictions. It's led to abuse. It's led to uh, pornography. It's led to adultery. It's led to a divorce. All the while, God is like, I am giving you something good, but you haven't sought my will in the midst of it. As you, as you start to read through the Bible, you, you see it over and over again of how oftentimes individuals or, or even nations fail to follow in the ways of God because they sought their will over the will of the Father. And the Bible is rather clear, kind of warts and all, about how things can go so wrong when we fail to follow in the ways of God. When we fail to, to make this prayer our own. That instead of seeking God's kingdom, we seek to build our kingdoms. Instead of seeking God's will, we, we seek to search out our own will as well. So what, is this, what does this look like? I think sometimes one of the struggles that, that people have with prayer is that it just seems so abstract. And so maybe you're, you're someone watching here today and you're thinking, yes, Joel, I, I want to seek God's kingdom. I, I, I want to know God's will in my life. But where do I start? What does it begin to look like? Let me, let me suggest three things. The first one is take time to pray about your plans and your desires. When we honestly seek God's kingdom and God's will in our lives, we're, we're not seeking to have God fit into our plans, but rather we want to fit into his plans. 
And too often, our, our prayers are, are more along the lines of, God, will you just kind of rubber stamp this for me? But when we actually pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it means, may I give up control of my plans to you. And so when you're making plans, when you are making decisions, bring them to God and say, is this, is this aligned with you? Is this where you are wanting us to go? And, and what I find in my life is that when I do that, a couple of things happen. The first one is oftentimes our, our plans and our desires are, are confirmed as God is saying, yeah, this is, this is what I want you to do. This is what it begins to look like. And there's an incredible sense of, of peace and comfort. On the flip side, when we honestly come to God with our plans and our decisions and, and the directions we want to go, if there's a sense of unease or if there's a sense of tension, maybe we need to lean into those moments. Maybe we need to lean into those decisions and begin to see, okay, God, are, are we going in a way that, that you are not wanting us to go? I know I've shared this in, in the past, but a number of years ago, I was convinced that for us as a church moving forward, that we needed to step out of our current building and build somewhere new. I, I thought this was the right direction. And so before we, we made the decision and, and ultimately brought it to the congregation, myself and the elders, the leaders, we, we went away and we prayed and we said, God, is this your will? Is, is this where you want us to go? And our decision was not confirmed. But rather, I, I still remember being, being, uh, having a sense of unease. Almost not even w wanting to, to, to even think more about it, but realizing that this was the Holy Spirit leading us and directing us and saying, this is not the place to go. And it has been amazing to see over the last number of years of how since we've reversed that decision and we've stayed in the building, just, just how amazing things have begun. But to seek God's kingdom, to, to seek his will, it begins first and foremost by asking God, by bringing our plans, our desires, our decisions to him, not to rubber stamp them, but to simply say, God, is, is this the path you're leading me down? The second thing I would say is, is when you're asking God to direct you, to seek God's will in your life, is to actually ask of God. Maybe there's times in our lives that when we pray, may your kingdom come, may your will be done. That is what we say, and then we say no more. We begin to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives, to begin to reveal to us what it is that he wants us to do. I, I think so often we can get so caught up in, in, in telling God what we are wanting to do that, that we fail to actually take the time to listen to him. One of the really interesting things about Jesus' ministry is we're told often he would go away to a quiet place to simply be with his Heavenly Father. I have to believe that that's in those moments that Jesus was praying, may your kingdom come, may your will be done. So that when the difficult moments came, he was able to follow through with the will of the Father. We see that in, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane. On the night before Jesus was to be crucified, he, he, he was overwhelmed with a sense of sadness, of, of what was about to come down. And it's in that moment that Jesus prayed this prayer aloud, 
If there's any other way, Father, take this cup from me. But then he said, but may your will, not mine, be done. Can we seek God's direction and allow him to speak into our lives? And the third thing is that if we really want to see God's kingdom come, God's will be done, begin to read the Bible. So much of what we see in the Bible is God laying out for us what his kingdom looks like, what his will for us is in the midst of all of life. You may wonder, okay, well, where do we start? Start right with where this prayer of Jesus is found. Matthew chapter 5 to Matthew chapter 7, Jesus lays out what it begins to look like practically daily in the midst of our lives when we seek God's kingdom, when we seek God's will in our life. So what's our takeaway? This week, would you be intentional? Would you be intentional about about praying this prayer? God, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And see it as an opportunity. Not to tell God what he needs to do, but rather to surrender. To give up control. And to see what God wants to speak into your life. Because transformation occurs when we step back and allow God to direct our paths. So talk to God this week. As I mentioned last week, talk out loud. Begin to see where the conversation goes when your motivation is not, God, I need you to do this, but rather, God, how can I seek your kingdom, your will, day by day? I believe this to be true you'll begin to see opportunities. You'll begin to see circumstances and situations that you are more readily able to step into because you've put yourself in a posture of wanting to be led by God, wanting to seek His will in your life. I pray you'll have a a great week. And just before we sign off, let me, let me pray for us here today. And so our Father, as we think of these words, this, this model that Jesus has given to us, may they not just be simply words that, that we recite and we move on, but may they become the focus of who we are. Our Father, we, we pray that your kingdom will come, that your will be done in our lives, in our communities, as it is in heaven. May we take the time to to seek your will, to to follow in your direction. I pray particularly for for those today that that perhaps are are struggling with decisions about, about needing to seek direction. God, may you give them clarity. I pray for those today that that perhaps are are hearing more from you, but they realize the step you're asking them to take is, is not what comes natural, is not what comes easy. Lord God, may you give them courage. I pray for those that, that perhaps prayer is completely new, even sort of foreign. 
May God, may this be an opportunity where, where they see your love, where they begin to make it personal. Because our Father, ultimately what we want to do is to build your kingdom, not ours. To seek your will, not ours. So may you speak to us, we pray. For we ask it all, Jesus, in your name. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Now may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious towards you. Now may the Lord look to you always, always, and grant you his hope, his joy, his peace, and his love today and in all of your tomorrows. Amen. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris. Our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 10.30 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.